Welcome, everybody, to the Seattle Sports Union Podcast. My name is Abraham DeWeese. We're back here once again talking Seattle sports, and that's a big bummer that our Seattle Seahawks did not make the NFL playoffs. But we've got other things to talk about. Well, we're going to talk about the Seahawks a little bit, aren't we? Yeah, I think uh, so. Uh, maybe. <laughs> they made the playoffs, though. First of all, they did make the playoffs. And those people piping in are our, our <laughs> weekly guest, Matthew Page, and your host, my friend, the man of the hour, the man with the power, the man who's ooh, too sweet to be sour, Brian, the soul man, Solak. What's happening, guys? How you guys doing? Well, I'm, I'm a little distressed because I just found out that you're Abraham's friend and not mine, too. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit distressed. Really distressed to, to Abraham about that. Hang on. I'm a little bit distressed because I didn't get my full intro in. You guys just chimed in, and now you're hey. complaining about being my friend or not. <laughs> well, and, get your facts right because we did make the playoffs. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, you're right. You're right. I, we did make the playoffs, but did we really? Yeah. We we went thirteen and three, didn't we? We went twelve and four. Twelve and four. Okay, same thing. Um, but then we played sixty <laughs> minutes of absolute atrocious football, and okay, so we went twelve and five. We went twelve and five. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I want. I wanted to avoid the Seahawks as much as we could, but since we're going there, I guess we better start off with the Seahawks tonight. Are the Seahawks a fraud? I mean, you—you you, we, we asked the question: Who's the biggest fraud in the playoffs? Was it our beloved Seahawks, or what are you guys' thoughts? Is it another team that's already out? Um, I, I assume we have to discount the entire NFC East, right? Yes. What oh, Washington okay. football <laughs> doesn't count? Yeah, no. Dang, <laughs> that was my answer too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would—I would say, and I know they won a playoff game, but. But I, I definitely think that uh, the Ravens are a fraud. Why? I wonder, I wonder if you're why. Do not think, I do not think a one-dimensional football team can win in the NFL. I mean, the last time we saw a run-heavy and complete lack of passing game, you'd have to probably go back to the 70s or something to, to get something like that. Let's face it. Lamar Jackson's not a good passer and he's not getting good coaching and he's not, we've seen it for three years in a row. I mean, yes, he did win. They did win a playoff game. I get it, but still, I I can't take them seriously as Super Bowl contender. I I really can't. You know what you're saying in a roundabout way? You're basically saying that Trent Dilfer is a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson, um, because, Super Bowl? because Baltimore with the with the pretty much the exact same blueprint. If you went ever all the way to the Super Bowl and won, if you ever listen to Trent Dilfer on on TV <laughs> or the radio, um, he's got a mind for the game and he understands the passing game. Oh yeah, he also hates kickers. He hates he hates lot. idiot kickers. Yes, um, <laughs> but no, um, I, I I will say this: uh, if you're asking me on third and twelve. In a clutch situation, third and fifteen. Yeah, sure. Right now, Trent Dilfer is a better Ravens quarterback than than uh, Lamar Jackson. With, with that said, I, let's go back to twenty nineteen. Did Lamar Jackson deserve the MVP? I, I 
shame on me for not speaking up. I mean, but I thought I always thought he was good, but I thought he was a fraud. I, I, he did not deserve it, in my opinion. I mean, look how far they got. What, uh, he Lamar J. He sorry, Matt. I'm going to jump in again here. Um, yeah, he had John Madden football numbers. Basically, if I were playing John Madden, I would have stats like that for my quarterback. Um, but it, where was he when it counts? Yep. He wasn't there. He had 3,100 passing yards, 1,200 rushing yards, 43 total touchdowns, and only six interceptions. Where was he when it counted, though? Like Abe said, I, those are good stats. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but I mean, but I think the argument was is that if you took him away, the Baltimore Ravens would not have gotten anywhere, really. Like, I mean, if you know, you put in a replacement level player at, at the quarterback on that team, and they wouldn't have gotten where they ought. I mean, that's usually how MVP, at least that's how MVP should be voted. Well, you, you, you are correct. I mean, you have to look at it from the perspective of how is the Heisman Trophy awarded? It's not awarded after the bowl game. Oh, it's awarded popularity. before the bowl game. And it's a popularity contest. Um, uh, he, Lamar Jackson makes some highlight reel type plays like Michael Vick did. Um, but it's not a, it's definitely not a matter of, you know, what does he do? Like I said, on the third, on the third in 15s, he's terrible at it. He is really yeah. bad at it. Uh, he really is. Matthew Page, who is your fraud of the playoffs and why? Well, um, you I mean, he, he, he took the easy one. Yeah, true. <laughs> well, no, the easy, wouldn't the easy one be the Pittsburgh I guess, Steelers? I guess, yeah, I was just going go, to switch to maybe, yeah, maybe the Steelers, to be honest. The way they play, they, they've been playing the last, like, four weeks, the last four weeks of the regular season, they just cratered. They were really, really good. They were on a streak, and they just they burned every they burned everything out. They they used everything up in the regular season, and they didn't. I mean, you know, when you lose to the Browns two weeks in a row, I mean, I, I don't care. The Browns are good now. It's it's the Browns, and you're the Steelers. I don't know. Um, it, it's like Big Ben just like forgot how to play. I you know maybe he's maybe he's finally done in. You know, looking at the stats of the Browns game, he went 47 for 68. He threw for 500 yards, which is insane. But he also threw four interceptions. Guys, is there you any know, is there any parallel? Is there any parallel to the Steelers and the Seahawks? Impressive regular season record, but when you look at their when you look at what happened when they faced good teams, it wasn't that great of a result. Good point, Abe. I didn't think about that. I mean, I, th- I thought that Pittsburgh had an easier schedule, but when you think about it, yeah, we both pretty much, yeah, stuck it up there come playoff time. And well, no, we even at, down the stretch, e- even in the regular season, the Seahawks beat two playoff two playoff teams. Um, yeah. but they had absolute stinkers, and uh, even against. The, the woeful teams of the league, you know, for example, your your uh, Dallas Cowboys, um, a couple other teams I can't remember off the top of my head, but, like, it, they were way too close. The, it, these should have been steamroller-type uh, games. Yeah, losing the Giants was... Losing really the Giants pathetic. was inexcusable. 
Um, Washington, we we barely won, we won by five, and we really, we really shouldn't have won by only five. Uh, the Jets was really the only game that we blew them out. Literally every game was close, pretty I, much. I don't have it in front of me, but what? wasn't the Eagles game pretty close? Uh, well, closer, closer than it should have been. Yeah, the Eagles game was seven points. Yeah, and I felt like that and should have been a blowout. Actually, that's a pretty common theme. Every every game that we won was like between like seven to ten points at most. It was we we didn't we did not build a huge lead and stay there except for the Jets, which of course the Jets are beyond awful, um, and it should have been forty to three, which is what it was. But you know, I mean. Yeah, I mean, you know, Cardinals by seven, Eagles by seven, Washington by five, Rams. The Rams, the the win against the Rams, uh, we won by nine. I'm uh, wondering now. Uh, I'm wondering now about that Rams game because they did not have Cam Akers. If that was the difference. Well, we hurt their uh, we hurt their their really good backup like in the first quarter or whatever too. They didn't have a running game right after the first. Good point. Um, I forget his name, but he's a, he's a really good backup that they have. Because remember, uh, that was Jamal Adams when he ran around the sideline at the goal line and he caught him before he went across the line, and it like hurt hurt the dude's ankle. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, what is his name? We'll come to us later. No, I, but don't we play in a better conference in Pittsburgh, or do you disagree? I mean, more competitive. I thought. Okay, so they they. <laughs> We don't because the AFC North had three playoff teams and we had two. Well, good point. Yeah, but... Browns, Ravens, and, and the Bengals were good until uh, what's his name went down. Yep. Um, uh, LSU, LSU boy. Yeah, Bur- until Burrow went down, the Bengals were looking good at the beginning of the season. They were looking pretty dangerous. So I think actually, if anything, the AFC North might have been a tougher division. We Fair like to enough. talk about how ours is t- the toughest in the league, but I, I think, I, honestly, I'm looking at the divisions right now. Unless you count fighting for incompetence, uh, you know, AFC North is probably one of the toughest. You proved me wrong. Mo- moving on. Wait, 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 wait. Really? Did, Brian, did we get your your biggest? Uh, yeah, who's your who's pretender? your biggest? Uh, uh, you said a couple of good ones, but I think the Seahawks are one of the biggest frauds in the playoffs too. Yeah, I figured somebody was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> For the obvious reason that we just discussed. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, I don't even want to discuss it, but Russell Wilson probably has Wait a minute, but this is a sports show. We're supposed to discuss this. Supposed, yeah. I, I know. I, I already have anxiety and issues and frustration issues and we Russell want play the worst we want we want angry Solak to come through. <laughs> but I'm not allowed to swear, and I still swear on the show. <laughs> <laughs> we never said you're not allowed. You just decided to do it for some reason. Yeah, we just kind of went with it. Yeah, it's all that Catholic upbringing that you had. You just have this deep, you know, seated like <laughs> frustration about things. I mean, they didn't play to their potential. Obviously, Russell Wilson. Is thirty-five million dollar year quarterback? He played like a one million dollar quarterback, and the play calling by our freaking former offensive coordinator Schottenheimer was god awful. And I mean, our defense couldn't stop the run. I mean, twenty twenty uh, season. I mean, you, can, you might as well throw it in the garbage. It's just a waste of season. I mean, 
we didn't did not deserve to be in the playoffs after that game. Well, it wasn't even close. Well, can 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 I offer that we should talk about that? The Seahawks, the Ravens, and the Steelers. You know your three big your three biggest disappointments. Uh, I, I would I surmise I, I I put this forward that the Steelers were a fraud. Somehow they just lucked into their twelve wins. The Ravens are a good team, but not a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. And that the Seahawks are a Super Bowl contender, and they just can't get their act together. They got outcoached. Yes, Severely outcoached. Yep. Uh, so those are three frauds Russell, of different flavors, basically. It's a, Neo, well, and, it's and, a Neapolitan fraud. Well, here's, here's, <laughs> here's, here's a question. Um. Yeah, would the playoffs have been better now? Now, no, now knowing where we are in the playoffs, would the playoffs have been better in their old format? You, you, you're, you're contending that some people didn't deserve to be in the playoffs, and we expanded the playoffs this year to let in more people. Should we have done that, now knowing what we know? Brian? Somebody, somebody answer the question. Okay, I'll answer the question. <laughs> I'll answer the question, uh, but I want to hear what Brian has to say. Um, I'm going to say that I'm going to say that I am okay with seven teams, with a caveat. I think if you can't finish 500, you you I don't care if you win your division, that you should be excluded. I think Washington football team took a spot from a more deserving team. I, I apologize, but I just lost power of my computer. I came back. What were you, what, what were you guys talking about? If you want me to hear my opinion, yeah. My, okay, the, my question was uh, knowing what you know now and how we discussed these the, that there's uh, pretenders. Um, knowing what you know now and the fact that we expanded the playoffs to include more teams this year, do you think it was a good idea to expand the playoffs? I I don't see a problem with it. I mean. I, I think they need to continue this down the road to see how it works out. But I, I thought hard to say is more competitive. But I thought I heard that last part about Washington. I mean, they won their division. Yeah, they had a shitty record. I'm going to swear then they had a shitty record. <laughs> and but we we had we had a seven and nine record ten eleven years ago whatever it was. And we, we came in and won the playoff game against the Saints. I mean, it is what it is. They played a crappy conference, but. I like the format. I want to see at least how it – give it another couple of years to see how it works out. I don't see any problems with it. And I wanted to note that, uh, <clears throat> Abraham, if your if your wishes was granted, uh, then the Arizona Cardinals would have been in instead of Washington. And I think Arizona Cardinals versus uh, – At 8-8. Eight eight. Yeah. And I, and I think that would have been a better game against the Buccaneers and a better storyline, Bruce Arians versus the Cardinals than basically the free gimme game that the Buccaneers got. I, I get what you're saying, but it is what it is, dude. Sometimes the good, better teams don't make it well, in. Hang on. It is what it is. Of course it is what it is. We watched it. We saw it. Um, that doesn't, because something is, because something is doesn't mean that it's, it's, it's good. I think it's not well, good the way it is. Yeah. We, we, we've already changed it. Why can't we change it a little more? I would accept it as it is. I think if you can't get a 500 record, I don't. I don't know what what emboldens someone to think that they deserve in the NFL so, to to get so into the just, damn playoffs. Let's jump back in the time machine. I, I Matt, you you knew Abraham back then when they're, they're in the playoffs. 
when they made it seven and nine. Was he complaining that the Seahawks made it because they're seven and nine? I mean, I don't recall to be honest. I okay. I was I was complaining, but I didn't. Uh, bullshit. Yes, I was. Yes, I was. <laughs> I, I, I was. I don't remember. I'm sorry. I, I I did not think that we deserved it. I did not think we had a chance in heck to win that game. <laughs> Oh that, yeah, I didn't think we were going to win at all. I thought I, we were, I, I, we were I, lose. Now, I will I will say this. I did laugh at my friends and family who who like NFC West teams. Um I did think it was funny to throw that in their face. But I don't think <laughs> I don't think we should I don't think we deserved because the key word is deserve. I don't think we I don't think we deserve to be there. The rules allowed us to be there and the fact that we got a home game Pathetic. That was amazing. Utterly <laughs> pathetic. No way should a seven and nine team get a home maniac- game. And then you laugh maniacally after the beastquake. Uh, so Did the beastquake. Really? I got a story about the beastquake. Um, I was there. I was there with our friends um, uh, Sanju Sharma and Brett Masker, and Brett had to leave um, right before that play, like. A good two minutes before that play, he had to leave. Um, and then I was talking to Sanju as the play's going on because I might have had a beer or two. And I, I was very certain we were losing the game. There, there was no point in paying attention at that at that point. And then, you know, as I'm talking to him, the, the, the audience is getting very loud. And I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? I turn, I turn around, and there's people jumping up and down. I missed the whole play. <laughs> I had to watch it on replay because I was sitting in the end zone on the opposite side uh, oh, wow. and completely unable to see it with all the people in front of me and the fact that it's going on on the other side of the field. <laughs> That's a good story. I will give you that one. Uh, now, is that the game? Did I deserve to be there? No, I did not deserve to be there. Had a good time, though. <laughs> no, like this, would be like, this would be like uh, Matthew Page. Matthew Page is not going to apologize for his Oregon Duckies going to, going to whatever, or going to the, Ro- well, not the Rose Bowl. Uh, Fiesta Bowl, was it? It was a Fiesta Bowl. But, you know, if I asked you and, you know, honestly, like, were they based, based off of events, you know, did they deserve to be there? I, you'd probably say no. no. They did I mean, not. they did not, but yeah, they were there. So that's the thing that happened. Hey, it happened. <laughs> yes, it happened. You can't and say I it didn't it. happen. And I, and I wish, I wish we'd put up a better fight against Iowa state, but on the other <laughs> hand, congratulations to Iowa state. They're never that good. So it was like, you know, it was kind of cool to see them win for one for once. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah. We don't so, need to talk about that anymore. So I, no, let's talk about every play that happened. No, um, no, to answer your question, so like, I am not, I, I'm not saying that the Seahawks deserve to be there. I agree with that. Um, I, I equate it to like Matt's situation with the Oregon Ducks this year. I also equate it to some of the Pittsburgh, uh, in my family, uh, I have a cousin who's married to a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. And uh, when I asked him the question in, you know, just after 2005 uh, and I asked him like, 
well, I didn't really ask him. I said, I, I demanded like an apology, but, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> he's like, no, we won. You lost. Um, did the refs screw you? Yes, but I'm not giving back the Super Bowl. So, um, <laughs> so I can admit, you know, I can admit that, um, that the Steelers won that Super Bowl. Um, and we still got screwed. I can admit that the Seahawks did not deserve to be there, but I can still say I enjoyed the game. All right. But they were, but they, at the end of the day, they were there, period. It, it so, was a thing that happened, and I witnessed it. <laughs> well, we can agree to disagree. I still think if you win your division, it doesn't matter what record it is. But. Uh, I would say it's different if it weren't the NFL. You know, if you're playing, if you're playing a, like back in the old days of, um, back in the old days of non cross divisional play for baseball, it's hard to tell which league is better because you're only playing within your own division or within your own, within your own, uh, uh, league. I mean, um, yeah. college football, same thing. It's really hard to tell, uh, especially this last year when teams are not playing across conferences as to how good those conferences really are. So, um, but no, there's 32 NFL teams. I got two eyes. I can, I can keep track of 32 teams and I can tell you DC was not good. They were garbage. Arizona seven times, eight times out of 10 would be DC down. That I would put money against you. I would, I would go last. Oh, really? Yes, I would put money against you. What was really? Because I think the Redskins have a. I'm going to say Redskins. I don't give. You a don't even know their team name. Like, <laughs> wow, that's true. Well, yeah. They'll always be the Redskins in my name. Heart. Their name. Their starting quarterback, sir. Can you name their starting Alex, quarterback? Alex Smith. Alex that's not Smith. true. He was not their starting no. quarterback at the end of the year. No, he was in the, play, in the playoffs, but he's should have been there. Uh. Yeah. All right. Well. <laughs> You broke him. Did you have Anyways, any other questions? Did you have any other questions? We'll, we'll, we'll talk about Alex Smith over beers one day. There's more <laughs> I want to say, but I don't want to put on the air. I like so. Alex Smith. I'm rooting for Alex Smith. I'm okay I with Alex too. Smith. I'm just saying DC's he a garbage him. team. They're a garbage team in a garbage division that didn't deserve a representative. With that said, I want. I hopefully we can avoid more Seahawks talk, but we're going to talk some more NFL. Um I want to talk about, actually, this is not part of our pre-show questions, but we're going to go to this anyways. Dwayne Haskins was signed was, by the Steelers. I was just going to say, you're going to cover the news from today. Yeah. <laughs> is, is that Ben Rosselberger's future replacement? You know, I'm joking, hopefully. But what are your thoughts? <laughs> Dwayne Haskins. You're, you're joking, hopefully. Well, I mean, maybe one of you agrees that he's a future replacement. Uh, I'm, yeah, af- I'm afraid that... Um, uh, not Oscar Meyer. What's his name? Uh, Urban Meyer. That's it. Um, <laughs> Urban Meyer went to Jacksonville. Um, and that's yeah. the only person that's ever made any use out of Dwayne Haskins. So I don't know what he's going to do other than carry Roethlisberger's motorcycle helmet. <laughs> he's the next clipboard Jesus, maybe. But anyway, uh, Matthew, what about your thoughts? It sounds like you might be a fan of him. I'm not necessarily a fan, but Mason Rudolph obviously isn't the future. 
And uh, I just, you know, Mason Rudolph is in the future, and and Big Ben is, you, you got to be wondering what's left in the tank. And so, I don't know. I mean, could, could it be, could he be the next, could, can, can Tomlin make something of, of him? That's, that's possible. Um, he's got the arm uh, that they need, but he doesn't have the brain. That's the problem. Uh, that's always been my my issue with him is he's an amazing athlete, but obviously you can see with his actions off the field he he isn't too bright. Um, Wait, you I can't go you can't, um, go you can't go to strip clubs during COVID. Probably not. No. Oh. Um, and, and nobody you, told you know, me. You're, you're you're a special case. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to explain what that means. No, no. But anyway, I'm just going to move on. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> no. Um, there's 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 talent there. There's a reason why he was a first round draft pick. He was a little bit of a reach in the first round, but he was he was a first he he was probably a late first rounder. Anyway, and um, the reality is is that if they can get him in a new new environment and they can get instill the you know some Steelers discipline on him and you know Tomlin can sit him down and he you know get him focused I don't know maybe maybe he can maybe maybe there's something useful there I I, I like I like the gamble it's a low risk absolutely zero risk basically uh gamble you're gonna have Roethlisberger probably next year I doubt he's retiring this year but he's close so you got to start work thinking about the future so maybe you maybe you have him uh, sit on the sideline all next year as your backup, and you cut Rudolph and and have him learn from Big Ben and see what you got. And if if it doesn't work out, then you draft someone. It is a good point. It is no risk. He's not going to cost you anything. He already made his big money. Um, the the thing is though, you got benched for Tyler Hinkey. You know the St. Louis Battlehawks quarterback. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> because of conduct, not because of talent. Uh, I would say talent. I, I don't think he's shown us anything in the NFL that makes me want to jump up and down for this guy. I am concerned. He is, like you said, he's, he's, he's an Ohio state product. And, See uh, urban Meyer, you know, Alex Smith, I guess came from the urban Meyer system, but he had to be re oh. he had, he had to have his brain recoded to be an NFL quarterback. All the Urban was Meyer coach. Urban Meyer coaching at Utah at the time? Yes. Utah State, yeah. No, Utah. Just the Utah. Was it Utah? Why did I think he said, I'm sorry. Well, because Utah State's the best team in all of Utah. Uh, that's um, right. That's but uh, <laughs> but no, I, what, it just seems like all of the, he's he's got a type. The Urban Meyer system has a type. And they don't prepare quarterbacks for the NFL. That's right. He was at Utah. I had completely forgotten that he had a, he was like two seasons at, at, at Utah or something like that. He was there for a short period and then yeah. he went to Florida. Yeah. Uh, he was right. at, let's see, what was it? Kent, was it Kent State? Bowling Green. Bowling Green, sorry. Uh, that's also in Ohio, right? Yeah. Okay. So Bowling Green, sure. Utah, <laughs> Florida. Bowling Green's in Kentucky. Kentucky, okay. Uh, <laughs> First of all, dumbest name for a university. It's the named after isn't it named after a 
city there? Well, no, it's named after, well, and the city's named after lawn bowling. I mean, come on. Okay. Why would you name your, why? Look, am I going to go like, am I going to go to someplace in Alaska and, you know, found a new town called Bocce Ball City? No. Like it is, it is just outside Toledo. It's in Ohio. Sorry. It is in Ohio. Okay. Okay. Anyway, but there uh, is a city named Bowling Green in Kentucky. The point That's is, the point is, it's a dumb name for a college. <laughs> it is, um, but that's where he went. Um, Old Dominion's not he really has, he, good. He, he built, he builds. Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer has a history of of being really effective in building and molding quarterbacks. The problem is, is that they're products of the system. He builds. Alex Smith, is, Alex Smith escaped the system and actually like. NFL teams have actually like he's got a brain on his shoulder, so it's you know he, he yeah. But it took him five. Man. It took him it it took him until he got to Andy Reid and the yeah. hot wife and the hot wife. I have to throw that in there. Alex okay, Smith, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, and he yeah he went to Andy Reid and and all of a sudden it's like next level. Like they took advantage of his of his you know West Coast offense. You know quick slant style. Accuracy, accuracy, accuracy. The one thing Michael, Alex Smith is known for is accuracy. By the way, um, born in Bremerton, Washington, just like our usual weekly guest for Seahawks, um, Rob English. Alex Smith was, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I know that. Right on. Right on. Um, let's move on. I, I do have another topic here in the NFL before we go. A couple more questions. Philip right. Rivers retired this week. Is he Hall of Fame worthy? I, I mean, I know it's not Seattle sports related, but I, I was always a fan of him, and I think he should be headed to the Hall. What are your thoughts? Um, is a question, does he deserve to be in there, or will he be in there? Uh, however you want to interpret it, how's that? Because they're two entirely different questions. Well, let's do both, and does he deserve to be in there, and... Will he be in there? You can make an argument about deserving to be in there, whether he doesn't belong in there. He will be in there, though. Um, it, it's the same thing with Eli Manning. Eli Manning does not deserve, absolutely 100%, does not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. He will go in the Hall of Fame. We all know it. Yeah. Um, yeah but but the the problem, the only the only thing, the only knock on Phil Rivers, he's, on, he's in a lot of top, you know, like 20, uh, statistics of all time lists. He's he's done an amazing career. Great quarterback. Um, will be remembered for a long time in San Diego, fondly. Um, or sorry, Los Angeles now, um, fondly. Um, but uh, he doesn't have much to show for it. Unfortunately, he was great. He was good and arguably almost great at a time when there were so many other great quarterbacks around that he kind of got, he kind of got sidelined being there in San Diego with the Chargers being bad for so long. And he never, he never won a Super Bowl, and he never really, he didn't get an MVP or anything like that. And, and so he kind of went under the radar and I think that's kind of sad, but um, I, I, I honestly think, I think he deserves to be in there. I think you could you could make the argument either way potentially, but I think he deserves to be in there, and I I, I know for a fact he will be in there. Very good points, Abraham. Do you care to comment? It's tough. I don't watch a lot of Chargers games. Um, 
You should. They're fun to watch now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, weren't they like four and twelve or something like that? I think I'll pass. Uh, um, six, whatever. But who yeah. cares? Whatever. They're they're the Chargers. They're they're not the Chiefs. They won't be anything. I don't think I can put them in. I I my Hall of Fame criteria never has. Well, I, I can't say never. Stats are for weirdos who live in their mother's basement. And I don't know if, first of all, I'll, t- I'll have to take Matt's word for it that he excels at all those stats and is in the top whatevers. But as I think back, do I think he was in the top two or three quarterbacks of his era? I don't think I can put him there. So his era would have Tom Brady, would have Aaron Rodgers, go back a little bit, maybe Brett Favre, um, and Drew Brees. Drew Brees, yeah. (laughs) Who he was was drafted to replace. What about Big Ben, since you're going back to his era? What about Big Ben? Is is Big Ben better than? I do not like. want the big game. I do not like him as a human being. I do not think he's a nice, like, this is based off of just things that I've read on the internet, obviously, but it's off, it's off play and are off, uh, you know, Ty Cobb is in the baseball hall of fame. We all know he was a terrible human being. It's about about what you did on the field. But I think, I think Ben Roethlisberger has accomplished more than rivers. And I, I can't say that rivers was stuck on teams that had no talent. I think he's been on teams with talent. And all the times I've seen Roethlisberger in the playoffs, he performs, except for this year. Um, And then, um, you know, uh, I think think he does more. He's done more. I still don't think Roethlisberger is as good as Breeze. I don't. And I know you guys are mad at me because I was talking crap about Breeze last week. I'm just talking about Breeze. I'm talking about Breeze. I'm talking about Breeze at 44 years old. I'm not talking about Breeze his whole career last week. So I need you guys to be on to to get that in your head. He's not 44. He's what, 39? No, he's in his 40s. Breeze is 41. He's been 39 for several years now, Matt. Um, (laughs) The point. The point is. If I take the whole career of Breeze, the whole career of Brady, the whole career of Rodgers, those are my top three. And then I don't think I include any other quarterbacks within that time frame. Um, Well, I I just want to give you some numbers so you can frame this here. Phillip Rivers is currently number five overall on the yardage uh, passing yards. Okay. He's ahead of Dan Marino and Roethlisberger and Aaron Rodgers, who's number eleven. Matt Ryan's number nine. Matt, I Matt, I think I, I think uh, I might agree with you. I think he'll get in. It's just if you put it, five on if you counts. if you put a ballot in front of me, I don't think I'd check that ballot. Uh, well, he's number five in touchdowns. He had one more touchdown pass than Dan Marino, who also did not accomplish much in his career in terms of like you know the the. Um, uh, the the hardware, um, in terms of passer rating, he's number where is he? 
but even though Marino didn't accomplish Her much in the 1980s, Matt and seriously? Matt, Matt, you didn't watch, you didn't watch football in the 80s, so you don't know this. But in the 80s, it was Marino, it was Elway and Montana. That was the triumph. Oh, yeah. That was the triumvirate. Oh, and I and I don't think Rivers, in in my brain, I don't think he was in the top echelon. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, that that was my point is that he was he was superb. He was good. Was he great? And the problem is, is of his for his era, he kind of wasn't. Like he wasn't in that top. Maybe top maybe you're talking about. Maybe he and Roethlisberger get like what's called the Lifetime Achievement Award. <laughs> right? I mean, um, it, it's kind of no, like that. Right. Good point. It's kind of like you weren't yeah. great, the best at, you know. Um, he threw 421 touch passing touchdowns. I mean, the dude, uh, the dude had a career. Uh, he threw 63,440 passing yards. Holy crap. That's 2,000 more than Dan Marino. Right. Of course, Drew Brees is on top. He's got 80,000. But, wait, so he's 20,000 more? <laughs> yeah, Drew Brees is 17,000 more. 17,000, okay. He's, he's only four spots higher on the list. He's number one. I don't know. Solak, we never got your opinion on this one. I, I you, you both make good cases. I, I, I think Rivers will get in eventually. Does he deserve I, it? I thought he was uh, hard. Hard to say because the NFL takes every freaking player almost, it seems like, compared to the Hall of Baseball Hall of Fame, who takes the best players of all time. So, I mean, it, it, Rivers had, you know, better running backs to where what he had. He had LT there, didn't he? Tomlinson. And, and I, don't, I don't see. Yeah, yeah he did. Breeze, it didn't really have as many good backs back there, but they're both good quarterbacks, but. Uh, I don't know if he really deserves it, but I think eventually he's going to get into it because he's got some good numbers. So, but, well, it seems like I mean, yeah. The, the point is, is in, in the NFL, the the Hall of Fame seems a lot less not less selective, but they they cram a hell of a lot more people in than like than the, the baseball Hall of Fame. Well, I some think... years the baseball Hall of Fame is like, nope, nobody. And it seems like every year football is like, yeah, we're going to let these 10 people in. Exactly. And next year uh, it'll be these 10. I think you guys are wrong. I think 10. baseball is moving closer to football in that respect. I think they're starting yeah, to they have been, let people well, creep there was in. A big glut of, there was a, lot, a big glut of a lot of people who really deserved to come in. There was they, 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 let it, they let it back up in baseball. but And, and you're going to see the next couple of years there will be like one or two at most each year. Yep. I disagree with Abraham's theory there, but well, yes, I agree. Here, here's the deal, though, is I think I think in the, I think they're two different things. First of all, right? <clears throat> baseball is a bunch of baseball writers making a decision, and football has it partitioned into threes. So the voting committees are writers. They're they're I, there's some sort of committee of current players. And then there's some sort of committee uh, of existing hall people, existing hall people, right? And so it's an aggregate of those three. And so I think, I think you get a lot of favoritism in football based off of 
reputation. And then additionally, football, there's various positions where stats absolutely mean nothing. You know, it, it's a matter of what, what kind of stats can you... Yeah, can you get as a right guard? Exactly. You know? Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing. <laughs> um, you have to go off a of reputation. Yeah. That's, that's a fair point, yeah. That is a fair point, yep. But how many punters are in the NFL Hall of Fame? I'm curious. Ray Guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Ray Guy. Oh, what? Maybe maybe five. <laughs> uh, Mr. Mr. P. and Tur. Uh, he invented the position. Uh, P. and Tur? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's four kickers. There's not a lot. And there's one, and there's one punter. Ray Guy. Is it just Ray Guy? Okay. That's it. Yeah. Well, all right. Underrepresented, I guess. <laughs> there's only uh, kickers. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's let's move on. We got the AFC NFC Championship this weekend. We got Chiefs against the Bills. We got the Packers against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I really hope Tom Brady doesn't win, but I. Either way, I think the Packers are going to pull it out this weekend, and I'm—I'll be rooting for the Bills against the Chiefs. I don't—it doesn't matter if Mahomes plays or not. So, what are you guys' thoughts on the game? Briefly, who do you think is going to win, and why? Okay, I'll go first, I guess. Uh, for the Packers game, uh, it's going to be the Packers. I'm sorry, it just—it just will be. Because um, you're and, biased. I'm, I am, okay, yeah, full full cards on the table. I am biased. I am an owner of the, uh, uh, part owner uh, of the the Packers, as is, uh, as is Abraham. Um, and uh, so we will be rooting for our investment uh, and, and make sure we get a good return on that. But I just think you can't stop that Packer offense right now. You just, there's no way it's not going to happen. It's not possible. Uh, you got, it, it's, it looks like, Aaron Rodgers is out there grinning like a kid because he's it's like he's playing, you know, football in, in you know, street football or backyard football or whatever. He's just slinging the ball and knows that no matter what, Devontae Adams will catch it or, or one of his other guys will catch it. And, and he doesn't have to worry at all, and his offensive line is a, full of beasts that do not let the defensive guys get to him. Um, and on defense, they are, they've – They've surprised me. They played a lot better than I expected this year. Um, I did not expect them to compete and get this be this good this year already. I expected them to be be kind of kind of meh this year, and then it'd take another year before they got back into the into the mix. But I just I look at I look at the uh, the pack and I see I see Super Bowl winner. I, I just full on depth and 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 Brady last week the Saints made him look like garbage. The dude, I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, his stat line still looked a little okay, although he 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 had like less than fifty percent completion, and and he you know he still finished with like three hundred passing yards because he was throwing so much. But he just looked confused. He started the game four for twelve, um, and you know the Packers are going to be watching that film and they're going to be replicating some things that the Saints were doing and. I think Brady's done personally. I don't think there's much left in the tank. If Brady was 100% healthy, do you think they would have beaten the Buccaneers last weekend? Yes, 100%. Uh, 
Um, the guy the guy was playing with some broken ribs and a punctured lung that had happened only like five weeks ago and at 42 you don't heal as fast as you used to you know i 20 when you're 20 you can go back on the field five weeks later and you'll be fine when you're 42 i wish i wish the soul cal seahawk rob english and the ram richard a michelson were on this call because i told you i told them I told you, Matt Page, you Oregon Duck fan. And I even told Brian the Soul Man Solak, that cougar bastard. Breeze was done for. And you all laughed at me. You all mocked me. But now you and mock you. But now who who sits here on his high horse? And I hate Brady. I don't like Bruce Arians and his stupid Kangle hat. Those two people make me angry, and Antonio Brown is a jerkwad. I don't like any of these people, but I fear that Buccaneers defense. And I, I, I am going to be sitting in front of my TV at noon, just you know, just really worried about this particular game. I think the Buccaneers have a defense that's going to give the Packers fits. But I do agree with Matt. Brady did not have it. He did not have what the Brady of old had. So it's going to be a close one. Uh, I'm rooting for the Packers, so I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be able to give a good, a good breakdown of um, <laughs> of anything but but what my heart says and think of the Packers and win. But you know, all I can root for is 20 degrees, blizzard, you know. Uh, Vita Vea, ex-Husky, will be playing. Hopefully, he slips on the turf. Jadon Mickens, the punt returner, uh, ex-Husky for the Buccaneers, hopefully he slips on the turf. Um, you know, and all the other 51 players on the Buccaneers, I hope they're on ice skates that entire game. Uh, right now, it says snow showers with a high of 28 degrees. Hey, not bad. Uh, I was pretty close. How about that? Yeah. That's the current. That's the current prediction. That could change, obviously, it's Sunday. And then, as is, as far as the tonight. Chiefs and Bills go, I like both teams. I think it'd be cool to see the Bills get to the Super Bowl again um, and lose for the fifth time. I think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> that'd be so. Hilarious. You know, at this point, if you're a Buffalo's Bills, if you're a Buffalo's Bill fan at this point, don't you just want to start irritating everybody in the league and just keep losing in the Super Bowl <laughs> and just be like, you know what? Keep running it up. You know what? There's 14 other teams in the AFC. We're just going to take their spot every year. Every year, we're not going to win. We're just going <laughs> to we're going to stink it up. Go, and we're going to enjoy our vacation to Florida or wherever the bowl is, and then, and then we're just going <laughs> to barely show up for the game. My right. sister-in-law, who's, who's for, my sister-in-law, would kick your ass for that comment. But anyway, <laughs> well, where where does she live? Uh, she she's they live in Tumwater, but she's from Buffalo. That's what my brother is married to. The Lifelong Buffalo Bill fan. Well, she got out of Buffalo. Yeah, that's a win. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Any, anyways, there's a there's some good. By the way, uh, in Tumwater, there's there's some good artisanal wells that they get their drinking water from. I hope she's enjoying that. Ooh, nice crystal clear artisanal well water. <laughs> you are correct, though. Any um. So you're saying 
the Chiefs are more beatable this weekend? Or you think the Packers are more beatable, Abraham? Oh, I, I, I'm afraid the Chiefs are going to win. I, I'm just kind of pulling for the Bills. But if is Mahomes guaranteed he's going to be playing? That's the big. That's the big knock, isn't it? Is will he be there or not? I mean, they're saying he's going to be there. They're saying that he's practicing. But the thing is, you know, uh, the first hit that he takes against that really good Bills defense that the Seahawks got to see, and it was good. Um, you know, will he survive, you know, getting plowed into the dirt? And once you get a concussion, it's easier to get another one, you know? I mean, it's just kind of a downhill slope. Ask Troy Aikman. Especially if you come yeah. back especially if you come back too soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um if if he's there and he can handle it, I think I, I unfortunately for the Bills, I'm gonna be rooting for the Bills. I, I have a soft spot for them. I, I think they're doing great. I love to see them do well after so long. And I loved watching those teams in the nineties, the, the you know, with Thurman Thomas and Jim Kelly and the K gun offense. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun to watch, uh, and I like to see that you know after twenty years or whatever they they're finally back in the mix, and and you know I love that New England sucks, and, but uh, um, I think I think if, uh, if Mahomes is there, it's going to be the Chiefs pretty much just having their way, um, and Andy Reid's an offensive genius, and uh, I think I think the Buccaneers Packers game is going to be a close one, but I think the Pack will win. All right, fair enough. I'm rooting for the Bills, but I agree. I think Packers are going to win in a close one. Um, I, I want to move on, but I want to ask one more question. Aaron Rodgers deserves the MVP. Convince me if I'm incorrect, or do you guys agree? I agree. Disagree. Abraham? Disagree. Why? Why? Um, it's kind of like the Heisman Trophy. Uh, don't, don't we just give, don't we just tend to give the, the best quarterback on the, one of the best teams, the award, like, isn't that, uh, isn't that the kind of the, the standard? I mean, when I take a look at, when I take a look at what Aaron Donald's done this year, you know, double digit sacks again, terrorizing Russell Wilson, every freaking play. Um, can't we at some point give a defensive player the MVP? I I think they have a defensive MVP, but I, I don't know. I, I just, they do defensive player. Of they the do. Year. Okay. All right. I don't know. I, I, and I think he got that award by the way. Um, He's won that like twice already, but I mean, but I mean, if you look at it from perspective of who, you know, really runs the league, like I think the best football player was Aaron Donald. Wow, that's a big statement from coming from you. Because it's it's called MVP. It's not called Offensive Player of the Year, right? Correct. <clears throat> so, so you take Aaron Donald out of the Rams' defensive line, and you get what happened last week. Yeah. Yes. Defense. Yes. Their defense becomes a shell of what it once was. I agree. Because they rely upon him. He 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 alters the landscape of the field when he's on the on the on the field. And I understand you can say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers. It, it's just I I I get a little tired of the best quarterback on the best team winning the award. 
okay, so that's bias. Maybe that's biasing you against quarterback. I mean, Aaron Donald does, or Aaron Donald, Aaron Rodgers. Talk about the right Aaron here. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers does so many little things extra yeah. that so many quarterbacks don't. You know, yeah. where he catches players. You know, he he reads that field so adeptly. Where he, you know, he he he'll he'll call his offense up to the line and snap the ball and get the you know get them off off sides or get them uh, uh, when there's 13 men on the field or something like that. You know, <clears throat> he um, he's he's always dangerous for those extra free plays. But three times, three times this year, Matt, yeah. I've screamed yeah. at my television saying, "Can we can we injure Aaron Donald? I am sick of seeing him in our backfield." Well, he did get hurt, and that's why he wasn't playing very well in the playoffs. And and I, okay, well, I wasn't crying too much about that, uh, but <laughs> but I, I don't know. I I, I just uh, again, I go back to the Heisman Trophy award, and it seems to be the best player on the best team, and it doesn't seem to be. So are, are are you finally agreeing that Mark Ingram shouldn't have, shouldn't have won the Heisman? I've always agreed about that. What I don't agree with you on is that he's a terrible NFL player. You've always been on his case about being a bad I NFL player. I, I, I'm still holding it against him. That he's, I, I'm biased against him. In the NFL. <laughs> I, I absolutely agree. That I'm angry on Kappa mm. Dominica Sue and Toby Gearhart because either one of those should have won it that year. Every year. Hey. Every year there's somebody <laughs> that isn't the best player on this. Freaking uh, – Who's the guy, Sam Bradford? You telling me Sam Bradford for Oklahoma? You telling me he was the best player? I'm joking. He wasn't the best player. He was a. He was just a guy in an air raid system that threw the ball a lot. He's he's one of several Oklahoma players that have won that shouldn't have. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, Ty Ty Detmer, another one. Aaron Rodgers, look at his supporting cast. We're not going to talk about Gino Toretta. Gino Toretta, for God's sake. What about about Jason White? That was even worse. That was even worse than (laughs) Sam Bradford. Sorry, sorry, Solak. What were you saying? You got me on this topic. This is your fault. Yes, you are ignoring (laughs) me. But what about Aaron Rodgers and his supporting cast? He had Devontae Adams and a bunch of no names of wide receiver. I mean, that's pretty damn impressive. Nearly 50 touchdowns, like less than 10 interceptions, 120 quarterback rating. Come on, dude. I get what you're saying about Donald and your point you're making, but Rodgers probably had his best year, one of his best years ever, in my opinion. Maybe his best. They they have names. You know. Yeah, they're no names, though, except for Devontae Adams. Wow. They would find that offensive. All right. I don't, Alan, I don't, Alan Lazard has a name. Marcus yeah, Valdez-Cantling has a name. Yeah, Mister Drop ha- drops every other ball that's thrown to him. Wow. Well, right. here, here's my point: is he when he shows up at your front door tomorrow and and, and you know asks you what his name is, and you tell him he's a no namer. I will. You in the face. Uh, my, I point will is, my point is, Rogers made these guys into who they are. I mean, he, he worked with a bunch of he worked with a pile of you know dog dudes except for. Devontae Adams and here's the different here's the difference and that is the Packers understand how to throw the ball to a running back out of the backfield so Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams 
mm-hmm. unlike the Seahawks, who who never heard of throwing to the running back out of the backfield. Yeah. Before. yeah. Um, they they use that so that you know the Devontae Adams and the Valdez Scantlings can get it can can get open. Um, and I will I will say this: the Seahawks have a better receiving core than the Packers. That's a fact. Um, but the point is they use all of their position players, whereas the Seahawks use two guys and nobody else for some reason. Um, yeah, they ignore the tight ends and they ignore the, the running backs out of the backfield. You're right. (laughs) And they've never heard of the fullback. Why would we do us? Why would we do a six yard hook to the tight end? Who wants that? Because you get six yards. Nah, gotta, gotta throw it 40 yards. That's the Seahawk way. Yeah, but the problem is, is that forty-yard play is like a three percent chance success rate, and yeah. the six percent, you know, the six six-yarder is like a ninety percent success rate. So, yeah, but on third and third, third and five, who wants a six-yard pass? That's boring. That's a first down. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, moving on. Let's go. Move on. I want to talk some Pac-12 football, but I. I, I I have a soccer question since we don't oh. have Rich with us. We'll we'll talk to Abraham about it. Jordan Morris is leaving the Sounders. Is that true? What's going on? Uh, yeah, so he's on loan to a second-tier team called Swansea City. It's in Wales. Uh, so it's not in the English Premier League, but it's at their uh, AAA level. I wouldn't even call it AAA level. It's probably like at a 4A level if you're looking at baseball minor leagues and it's okay. a team that's threatening to move up to the next tier they're at the top of the table top of the standings that is in uh their division which is, which is called championship division and if they end up in the top two of that division next year they'll end up in the premier league which is the big where the big boys play and swansea is a team if, if I were to make an equivalence, um, they, they would be like the San Diego Padres uh, in baseball. So the San Diego Padres, we know they're there. Um, they don't need to win because at the end of the day, they get to go home and live in their house in San Diego. So so why try, right? Um, yep. Swansea, <laughs> Swansea uh, is definitely not San Diego. Uh, but... They're kind of like that auxiliary team that you know exists, but you can't say what they've ever done. Uh, you know, outside of like Tony Gwynn, you know, what what has what San Diego ever achieved? That kind of thing. Um, but they're in the major leagues, and Swansea, with Jordan Morris and a couple of the signings that they have uh, on loan, they are almost guaranteed to level up. And once they level up, um, yeah, we, we'll we'll be able to, you know, not we. I'm not a fan of theirs, but they will be able to. They'll be able to get more money because they'll get endorsements and more fans will show up to the stadium. That kind of thing. I mean, it's a big it's a big deal over there. Doesn't make a lot of sense if you're an American sports fan, but this level up process uh, is an immediate immediate boost. Not only to the team and their fans, but keep in mind that UK, United Kingdom, is four countries, five countries or something like that 
in one. Four. Is it four? Okay. Um, Soon to be three. So it's Wales. Wales, uh, this becomes like their national team. So it's like when the Toronto Raptors or the Blue Jays won the World Series, they become every last human being in Canada, even if they don't like basketball, they're a Raptors fan when they win. Every last human being in Canada were Blue Jays fans when they won a couple times. So it's a big deal. And for Jordan Morris, as far as he goes, and Matt, I saw your text messages, and I wholeheartedly agree with you. This is a big step up for him. And at 26 years old. For his career, yeah. Yep. And at 26 years old, I'll let you talk more about that, but at 26 years old, I don't know if you get too many more chances at this. So is he done as a sounder then? Is that? Uh, <clears throat> well, actually, I wanted to. Hear, I wanted Matt to maybe expand a little bit. All right. On oh, just, the step yeah, up. We were, we were we were having a we were having a discussion about it, and, and our friend Ian Loney was uh, was saying it wasn't that big of a deal, and I'm like, no, this is. Think about it this way: he went from being uh, like playing for the Atlantic League, the independent Atlantic League, in the you know, in the, in, for baseball which is a totally independent league and it's not connected to the MLB at all to all of a sudden now getting signed in the, in the um, international league in the, you know, by a team in the international league and which is triple a, which is, you know, potential to jump up to the next level. So all of a sudden now he has a career path ahead of him. This is big. This is huge. And if he gets up to the BPL playing for Swansea and people like him, maybe he can get picked up by an even better team in the EPL and make some real money. Exactly. Um, don't pay their they don't pay their their uh, players very well here in the in the MLS because there isn't a lot of money in the sport. That might change over time, but right now they don't make much money. So um, if it, he can if he can if he can you know do well for Swansea, maybe he gets signed by another EPL team and maybe he makes some some bank. And there's and a in his career he can come back. And there's an inverse relationship to this as well. So on the loan at Swansea. He's getting paid what he's getting paid with the Sounders. So the Sounders are actually, they're picking up the check for this loan uh, in the expectation that there's uh, reciprocity in the future, right? So what's 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 he making? I think it's like a million, million and a half, something like that a year. Uh-huh. Um, like Matt was saying, well, what happens if he's just lights out? Then Swansea, let's say they make it to the EPL, Let's say they get promoted. They may then say, you know what, Sounders? We're going to give you $10 million to purchase his contract. Okay. And then... Sounders went, and then he gets paid, too. Yep, and then what they'll do is they'll say, okay, um, your EPL level now, you're our best player. Uh, We're going to give you... Let's say, I think the best EPL players make in the $30 range. So maybe he gets like $15 So... There's a payout to the Sounders for exclusive exclusivity rights to, you know, taking him. And then there's, you know, the deal that they're going to make. Or like Matt, like you said, you know, maybe there's a, a big boy team uh, like Manchester United or something like that. Or the Arsenal uh, or something. Yeah. And, yeah. And they say like, you know what? Um, Sounders, we know Swansea wants to give you 10 million. We're going to give you 20 million. And this is what's called a transfer fee. And so it becomes like a bidding process and the Sounders can make off like bandits by just, I mean, 
it's slavery, but <laughs> you're selling a player, right? <laughs> um, you're basically selling a player because under contract, uh, for the next several years, Morris is under contract with the Sounders. But it's a revenue Absolutely. stream. If you can get, if you can get, let's say, ten million dollars. I mean, that's a lot of money for the Sounders. Well, and don't forget. I mean, even if he, you know, he goes off and we, you know, we sell him or whatever and get get money for him. When you're, you know, thirty three or thirty four or thirty five or whatever, you're too slow for the the Premier League at that point. You've lost a step or something like that. Usually, yeah. You, you can you'd still be pretty dang good in the in the MLS because the MLS is a step down in terms of of speed and talent and so forth. So you can he he could very well go there, be successful, have a great EPL league, and then come back after he's made his money and retire as a sounder. Yep. And then alternatively, let's say he goes to Swansea City and doesn't do you know Jack. We use only on loan, so he can come back in June to the Sounders. Okay. And so it's a win-win for everyone. Yeah. Much. And he'll be, yep. ang- he'll be angry because they think he's not good enough over there and he'll, he'll, he'll destroy this league, you know, right? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so I like that. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's a good thing. And I've, I've talked to Rich Michelson about this. I, I think that's right now what the MLS has is a lot of old guys from Europe I think what the, what the MLS should do is get a lot of young guys like Jordan Morris. And then, you know what? Be where you are. Be be like Japanese ba- Japanese baseball. Be a 4A league. It's fine. You're going to have lots of good talent, and you'll have the opportunity to sell off uh, exclusive you know, bidding rights for, for teams. That's how we got HRO, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, that's interesting. Oh yeah, so it's, a, it's a beneficial all, in all in both directions, all directions. Beneficial for Jordan, beneficial for the Sounders, beneficial for Swansea. It's yeah, it's 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 great. Good okay. news, sir. Good I'm to happy hear. for him because he's well, he's really good. He's played his heart out for us, and he deserves a shot at a higher level play. And, and a big and a big paycheck. There, there's one more too, Matt. I, I guess it would be good for American. Soccer, yeah, it'll 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 yeah, it'll help us out if he does well, yeah, yeah, I'm, because it'll be you know, let's say he takes best case scenario, he takes Swansea to the to the next level to Premier League, then American soccer can say, look, we put guys in Premier League, and you know they're you know it, it'll get kids to start playing, yeah, and ch- choosing that in high school. One last quick soccer question: Do we have a talent to fill his spot? Abraham, you're the uh, soccer guy. Yeah. Uh, no, no, we do not have a. <laughs> bad, no, no. Not yeah. on his level. Yeah, okay. yeah. You're 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 telling me you're taking away. Um, um You're telling me you're taking away a Rod, and he's going to go play for Texas, and you're telling me like there's. What do you got in 19? You know, I'm sorry. In 2000, I said, screw it. We're done. <laughs> Close yeah. up shop Mariners. We, we've had our run. 
We're going to suck for another 20 years. We're going to suck for another 20 years. I was only one year off, but. Um, <laughs> no, you're fine. You, you never know. You never know. I mean, yeah. there could be, there could be the next big thing that Gareth Lagerway, the GM uh, for the Sounders, there, there could be something up his sleeve. He's proven that he can get guys. He can find guys. The other day, they just re-signed Jao Paulo, who is their midfielder. He's good. Not great. He's good. Um, MLS, he's uh, above replacement level for for you nerds, baseball nerds in your <laughs> mother's basement. Um, oh, my but, goodness. But, no, he, he you know, we, we say it, it, there's this whole thing about in Jerry DePoto, the Mariners GM in, in DePoto, we trust. I don't trust that guy, but I do trust Gareth Lagerway. Uh, I think he does a really good job. And the Sounders having never missed the playoffs and been, and been to four championships in the last five years, that speaks for itself. We're going to have to trust the process on this one. All right. Fair enough. Just like, John Schneider of the Seahawks. I trust him in the General Lee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I trust him. <laughs> Moving on. Do we have time to talk a little Pac-12 football, guys? Sure. You're, you're the boss, man. All right. All right. Just want to make sure. Um, Husky defensive coordinator Pete, if I can, see if I can pronounce this, Kwiatkowski. Did I say that right, Abraham? You're the Husky. <laughs> Kwiatkowski, yes. Um, but, okay. <laughs> but I like the way you I like the way you pronounced it better. That, that that's, that's yeah, that was good. Um, uh, well, hang on, court- hang on, hang on. I gotta I gotta All ask right. you who was the former okay. mayor of South Bend, Indiana? Democratic presidential candidate Pete. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, dude, yeah, this is gonna be funny. Uh I gotta search that. I know who you're talking about. But I can't think of the name. Uh, Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg yeah. Um, uh, okay, <laughs> but I, I hear you try to say that from the word. Yeah, I just wanted to like hear you do it. Yeah, that was all. Like, <laughs> like no, because I heard somebody, like I heard somebody pronounce it, uh, but a gig. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a- anyways, anyway, anyway, yeah. <laughs> for the last seven years of the wa- of your own Washington Huskies. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we'll, seven, like seventy. No, seven, seven. <laughs> but, but just just reading all the articles, he's supposedly he was planning on staying, and then his buddy, who what is it, is the special teams coordinator for Texas now, he signed there. The, the coach, because um, Steve Sarkeesian, former Husky. I think we to move on and uh, we we lost you for a second there, but I think I know I think I know what you're saying is what you're you're basically asking what's the impact here? Yeah, I mean why why did he? Yeah, I mean obviously moved on for the money and a better maybe a better program, but yeah, what's the impact? For oh, okay, your Be, boys. Yeah, because the why better program. The, the why is pretty easy. It's it's cash money, right? Oh um, yeah. At, at this at they this make point, the most money in college. At this point, Pac-12 football, the, even I would say even Oregon and USC and UW, of course, do not look as good 
as some of the some of the other uh, programs in America as far as straight out cash payments. Like it, it's just we're well, no one can compete with Texas. They make the most money by far. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we have the biggest budget. I think you also run into a another scenario where you know Kiwatowski he's 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 looking at what can he do to elevate his own like level of uh uh visibility visibility thank you yeah yeah what, exactly he's 55 right so i mean how many more years does he have in him probably 15 years right 15 20 yeah like yeah, he wants to be a head coach someday if he wants to be head coach, he's got to like go make the impact now. Yeah. If he doesn't want to be a head coach, then this is just straight up taking more money. That's all. This, you know, mm-hmm. uh, now impact impact wise, uh, terrible. This is a disaster. Jimmy Lake leaned heavily and actually, uh, Kubatowski was his mentor as well as, uh, as coach Pete. Uh, Coach Peterson. And so this is a confidant that he no longer has available to him. And Lake's going to have to get more involved on the defensive side. And the question is, does that take away from his head coaching duties yet to be seen? Yet to be seen. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's... Yeah, in- he, he also, I mean, you got to think about his tenure at the UW. He produced a lot of NFL-caliber players. Um, yeah. There's yeah. A, lot of, a lot of NFL players, or P players were drafted off that UW team to play on the, on the defenses in NFL teams. And, you know, you lose some guy who's producing that level of talent, it's going to be a blow to the program no matter who. Yeah. Well, when you look at Buda Baker, Taylor Rapp, uh, this year Elijah Molden, Elijah Molden, um, just Kevin King, just defensive back after defensive back. This is a defense that's predicated on shut down the pass and force teams to run. And it's, it's yeah, it, 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 it's a, it's a person that if you're Jimmy Lake, you would have hoped you had this senior type of fellow helping you out. But you know, now it's, Time for Baby Bird to fly, and we'll see if he's ready or not. I know it just happened, but are there any names out there that, that I, I didn't see it on the internet? But I could have missed it. That he plans Jimmy Lake plans on bringing in. Do you know or the big one that two- is making the rumor uh, rumor mill is Court Dennison, former Husky linebacker at Louisville. He's the okay. uh, he's like a coach over there, and the idea is that he understands. Coach, he understands recruiting pipelines on the West Coast. I don't okay. know. If, I don't know if that. And I'm going to turn that over to Matt. I don't even know if that's really a thing anymore. Um, mm. You know, hiring guys that used to be with your program. I I look across football, and that's just, Matt. What do you think? I I don't feel like that's important anymore. Not really. No. I mean, unfortunately. Recruiting is a different game these days than it used to be. Um, nowadays, 
unfortunately, the rich are, the rich keep getting richer. You know, Alabama, Clemson, you know, Notre Dame, those those top tier, you know, continuously contending teams just continue to get far and above and up above and get the best pick of the the the, the, uh, the recruits regardless of location. With the internet and with you know with everyone having a cell phone on their hip or in their pocket or whatever, um, you know, you can recruit anywhere real easily, and so you got to find a way to distinguish yourself. But yeah, I don't know. It's a different game these days. Well, Alex Grinch. Pipelines don't really exist. Yeah. Alex, Alex Grinch. The second he stepped foot off of uh, the Pullman campus, that team kind of disintegrated after that, didn't it? Oh, a hundred percent did. Yes. Yeah. And that was just a matter of straight up. Ohio state was just going to pay him so much more money he would have been a fool not to take it. Correct. Well, yeah, advanced his career, got him out of a, a smaller, still top top level, uh, you know, conference, but top, but a smaller school and into you know the premier level. Mm-hmm. If you ever wanted to be, a, if you ever wanted to, you know, go big time, go head coaching somewhere, he that was a no brainer. But uh, yeah, the money also. I mean, come on, yeah. And then he went. Uh, Last I heard, he's at Oklahoma now, too. I could be wrong, but I thought Grinch went there. But I get what you're saying. Um, I wanted to talk baseball, but it is running a little bit late tonight. So you, can, can we move on to shout-outs if you guys are good with that? I know I'm the host, but you guys good with that? Or you have any last words before we talk about shout-outs? Abraham or Matt? Well, you're... You're uh, you're skipping over the intentional uh, brawl that you were trying to stoke between me and Abraham about the Padres and the Dodgers. I see how it is. <laughs> All right, uh, can we move that you know to a future show <laughs> no so, we can, so people can be wait, so they can so, wait. So you so want to tell Trevor Bauer signs with the Dodgers and then have that conversation? So, so you want me to you, you want me to uh, not care about the Padres and Dodgers? As much in the future as I don't care about them now. That sounds like a good a good idea. Yeah, I'm saying we can we can have our fans wait a few couple weeks before we discuss this. And <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. It just gener- generates their future interest in us, you know. Oh, I'm sorry, fans out there. I, I do care deeply about what the Dodgers and the Padres do in the off season. Don't I sound excited? <laughs> there are geographical hated rivals. I, I hate those Padre bastards. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the West Coast Yankees, I don't like them either. Actually, that one I can get down with. I, I can go on for hours about that. <laughs> and we right. and I'm not going to jinx it, but we we may have a guest next week. I'm not going to say who, but make sure y'all tune Ooh. in. Tune in. He's a former host on Sports Radio here locally. So nice. Just want to get. Say that, say that. So, you guys have shout outs? What were you saying, Matt? I said you wanted to to, to, to give that tease. I, that tease, yep. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to anger Abraham. I'm going to give a shout out to Aaron Rodgers, the future MVP of the NFL, uh, for, for his wonderful year in 2020. This really screwed up year, this last year. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't really have a real shout out. Sorry. He had an amazing, probably one of the greatest of all time quarterback years. I agree. And 
after they drafted that quarterback and he ended up going out and kicking some, you know what? I totally agree with you. I mean, Russell Wilson should not even be considered in the top 10 for MVP. It's, wow. Yeah. I'd, I'd have him number three, but okay. I would, I would drop him down farther, but that's just my opinion. Um, Abraham, you have a shout out? Uh, yes. Uh, my shout out this week is to Daniel Fischel, uh, also known as Topanga from Boy Meets World. And, oh, wow. uh, she she is a fan of all elite wrestling and does not like WWE. Good job, Topanga. Outstanding. Yeah, good job, Topanga. I like good that. Good job, Topanga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two quick shout outs last week. I shout out to Fred Lynn, who gave a shout out to a buddy of mine who's battling cancer. But I want to give a shout out to my buddy Ray Huss, who's in for the fight of his life. So he's going through some hard times. So you got your back, buddy. You're going to beat this. And then. Aqua Sox general manager Danny Tesloff. Today is his birthday, so happy birthday, Danny. Woo-hoo. Happy birthday. Happy Alright, well, thank you all for listening to us tonight. This is the Seattle Sports Union. Your host tonight was Brian the Soul Man Solak and two angry and feisty young men <laughs> battling each other. One in being that damn dirty duck, Matthew Page, and me, Abraham DeWeese. We'll see you guys next time. Have a good night.